Hi friends, happy Sunday, and welcome to the Ask Polina podcast where we talk all things related to health, wellness, business, and parenting. I'm so excited to be here. I missed you guys on Friday. We had a really big storm happening the last few days in Maui. And so I was unable to jump on my live video, but I'm excited to be able to do this recording and this podcast episode. I'm continuing on from last episode. We talked about the two different protective mechanisms our body goes into. So I'm going to continue to speak more about fear, but in today's episode, I will also share with you one of my favorite fat burning recipes and protocols that you can use topically for your stomach, for your thighs, for your arms, wherever you feel like you need to burn those fat cells. And I feel like it goes along with this topic. Uh, We've been talking about how our body responds in fear. Either we're in a protective mode or we're in a growth mode. And the fact that cells can't do both things at the same time. So I'm going to share more about that. Some really good information in that book that I'm reading for you guys called The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. I absolutely have been loving it. So I am reading this book, which coincides with the class I'm taking. And it has just been such a wealth of knowledge. It's so interesting because the um, the health aspect <laughs> coincides so much with the emotional aspect. And that coincides with our life in all relationships, whether it's business and parenting and wellness. I feel like every single topic just comes together And it's so important for us to understand that our health is related to how we process our emotions and our business is related to how we process our emotions and our parenting is related to that. So all of this coincides together. And I love talking about this also on such a deep level because then it like everything makes sense. I feel like so much of my childhood I just spent time trying to make sense of everything and nothing made sense and I was constantly confused (laughs) in a state of confusion and oftentimes I find myself in a state of confusion as well being an adult (laughs) but when you start to make sense of things you feel like you can continue you can grow you can learn more you can develop you become aware of all these things that are happening in your life and it just makes sense also speaking things out loud are so important i just hosted a friend here in maui her name is lisa zimmer actually a lot of you who are listening probably know her and we have been friends for years but we started out in a business relationship and talked so much about the things that we just don't say out loud it's just so common for us to keep things to ourselves we feel ashamed we feel scared we feel so um, alone in a lot of our thoughts and feelings and so yeah, it was really good to, to have those conversations. So I'm going to share more about uh, what we talked about last week, which was the activation of our HPA access um, and how it interferes with our ability to think clearly, to grow, to move forward in our life. Um, that is our response when we are in protective mode. 
And then when we're in our growth mode, we are able to do so much. We don't feel stuck. We don't feel like we can't move forward. We feel maybe depressed, anxiety. And part of it too coincides with our weight because what happens is we get this response, this triggering response in our emotions. And some people use food as a way to help deal with their stress. Another one is shopping. Another one is alcohol. Another one is addictions. So we find these methods um, that deal with our stress as opposed to creating space, speaking about it, and being heard and validated. So uh, I like this protocol that I'm going to share with you guys towards the end of the podcast because it's helpful. You can use something topically to help you and help the cells. And the amazing thing about essential oils is that I don't just use essential oils. I also have a very healthy eating lifestyle and um, I feel like there's many modalities and tools to creating optimal health but essential oils is a big part of it and it's super effective so not only are you using them topically it actually helps regulate your cortisol levels that helps de-stress by um, being able to smell them use them topically and also I take essential oils internally so Okay, so the next section in this book that I wanted to share with you guys is called Fear Kills. And I think I touched on it a bit in the last episode because this coincides so much with what has happened in the last few years with the whole COVID situation. And there's just some really good information how we are continuously stressed. We don't even realize it. And on a very minute level, our HPA access is triggered on emotions, but it can be like small things here and there that add up, that add up, and that up, add up. And we're like all of a sudden not feeling safe, not wanting to come home, not wanting to be in a relationship, not wanting to deal with conflicts um, because we are constantly being triggered. And then our HPA access is constantly being activated. We're not even realizing because we don't realize that we are in that experience where we feel stressed and not safe and in protective mode. And then we have problems and health issues and ailments and conditions because of it. The HPA system is a brilliant mechanism for handling acute stresses. However, this protection system was not designed to be continuously activated. This is the problem. In today's world, most of the stresses we are experiencing are not in the form of acute concrete threats that we can easily identify, respond to, move on. We are constantly besieged by multitudes of unresolvable worries about our personal lives, jobs, and our war-torn global community. Such worries don't immediately threaten our survival, but they nevertheless can activate the HPA access, resulting in chronically elevated stress hormones. So this is so important to become aware of. So, and this is on a personal level, I feel like I have such good experience in this. So I'm like the girl that says everything's fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) There's nothing wrong. It's fine. Everything is good. It's no big deal, right? That's like my that's like my saying is, is it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Cause I feel like that helps me get through. That was my coping mechanism to get through a tremendous amount of stress, tremendous amount of trauma, um, in my marriage and in my relationships and in my life in general, just dealing with my five kids. I would say that a lot. So part of it worked really, really well. Like one side of it, I say that to myself because 
it is like the coping mechanism that helps me keep going. And also whatever you say to your mind, your mind has, you know, has no other option than to believe it. And then also part of it was dismissive. So it was like, no, I'm not stressed about it. No, you know, it's not a big deal that I don't like this or I don't like that. So it was partly dismissive to my actual feelings of whatever situation I was experiencing. So when that happens, we are just all of a sudden have these multitudes of unresolvable unresolvable worries. And then it builds up and builds up because they're constantly activating HPA access, resulting in chronically elevated stress hormones. And then you don't even realize that your stress hormones are super activated. So what was interesting was I was realizing this, like my kids would be with me all day or for two days in a row, they'd go to their dads and all of a sudden I'd be like so exhausted the entire day trying to recover and not realizing how exhausting it actually is (laughs) to be with the kids all day. So I'm trying to recover the next day and I'm just like beating myself up about not doing the things I need to get done because I was so freaking exhausted and then not even realizing how elevated my stress hormones are when the kids are around. And when I'm having to kind of fend for myself and be in this protective survival mode when the kids are around. So that right there is like so relieving because it's like I can give myself that grace and not be so hard on myself and that experience, not realizing how stressful it actually is to have to parent on my own as a single mom with these kids and then having to give myself that space and grace to recover from being with the kids all that time. So um, this is really interesting too. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit more of this because I just love it so much from this book. Plus, it's great because you guys are learning alongside with me. And then it's helpful for me because I actually retain the information every time I explain it and teach it to you guys. To illustrate the adverse effects of sustained adrenaline, let's use an example of a track race. An extremely well-trained and healthy group of sprinters set up to the starting line. When they hear the command, on your mark, they get on their hands and knees and adjust their feet into the starting blocks. Then the starter barks out, get set. The athletes' muscles tighten as they prop themselves up on their fingers and toes. When they shift into get-set mode, their bodies release the flight-promoting adrenaline hormones that power their muscles for the arduous task ahead. While the athletes are on hold awaiting the go command, their bodies are straining in anticipation of the task. In a normal race, that strain lasts only a second or two before the starter yells, go! However, in our mythical race, the go command, which would launch the athletes into action, never comes. The athletes are left in the starting blocks, their blood coursing with adrenaline, their bodies fatiguing with the strain of preparing for the race that never comes. No matter how toned their physique, within seconds, these athletes will physically collapse from the strain. And this is the problem is we live in a get set world. An increasing body of research suggests that our hypervigilant lifestyle is severely impacting the health of our bodies. Our daily stressors are constantly activating the HPA access, priming our bodies for action. Unlike competitive athletes, the stress in our body are not released from the pressures generated by our chronic fears and concerns. And almost every major illness that people acquire has been linked to chronic stress. It's mind-blowing. Between 75 and 90% of primary care physician visits have stress as a major contributing factor. So this is why patients are on antidepressants, patients are on all kinds of drugs and medications, 
because there was also another study that found that depressed people exhibit a surprising lack of cell division in the region of the brain called the hippocampus, a part of the nervous system involved with memory. Hy hippocampal cells renewed cell division at the time patients first began to experience the mood shifting effects of the SSRI drugs, weeks after the onset of the drug regimen. This is why they say that it usually takes at least two weeks in order to start feeling the effects of a drug for depression um, until the time patient's actually getting better. So the study and others challenge the theory that depression is simply the result of a chemical imbalance affecting the brain's production of a monoamine signaling chemicals, specifically serotonin. If it were as simple as that, the SSRI drugs would likely restore the chemical balance right away. It's not actually that way. So more researchers are pointing to the inhibition of neuronal neuronal <laughs> growth you also get to learn how i read all these words growth by stress hormones as a source of depression so inhibition of neuronal growth by stress hormones in fact in chronically depressed patients the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex the center of higher reasoning are physically shrunken this is wild overtaking the monoamine hypothesis in recent years has been the stress hypothesis which shows that depression is caused when the brain's stress machinery goes into overdrive. And the most prominent player in this theory, the HPA axis, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So what it's saying is what doctors thought um, they were treating for depression, which is mood shifting effect, what they were thought they were treating the hippocampus of the cells renewed cell division is not actually true. So they were giving drugs based off of the chemical imbalance affecting the brain's production of this signaling chemical, specifically serotonin. And this is why it was taking like two weeks for the body to adjust to a new drug for depression. But that's not actually what's happening. What's happening is that the HPA access is what's in control. So it says, one more time, I'll read it, overtaking the monoamine hypothesis in recent years has been the stress hypothesis, which shows that depression is caused when the brain's stress machinery goes into overdrive. So the reason why depression is caused is when the HPA axis is constantly activated. Remember, we are activating the HPA axis when we are in protective mode. So when it's in overdrive, constantly constantly stimulated that's what's causing depression so there you have it um and it's stimulated when we don't create space for our uh, stress our pain our feelings our emotions our experiences we don't talk about it we don't express it we are not being heard validated understood and that causes the hpa access to constantly be triggered one by one even the strongest die because chronic stress is debilitating but when the stress goes on and on it results in cessation of growth and the breakdown of the community so community can easily survive short-term stress but when the stress goes on and on this is the problem so some good questions to ask yourself are how are your how your fears are impacting your life where do these fears come from go deep. <laughs> I love deep conversations. But you know what? It's scary. 
I didn't before. I felt really ashamed of how I felt. I felt ashamed of being disgusted with my marriage and my ex-husband. I felt ashamed not wanting to be intimate. Um, I mean, intimacy in general is a sensitive topic for me, talking about sex or relations with others. Um, That was a lot of shame. So I think that it's scary territory. I was so good at pushing it down, push down the emotions, push down the feelings and hide it all. But then that's so much damage inside. So, um, and I'm going to continue to talk about this over and over again because it is so incredibly powerful and we are feeling beings. We are emotion beings. We would be robots and not exist in this world if we didn't have feelings. Um, really good quote by president Franklin D Roosevelt. We have nothing to fear, but fear itself. Letting go of our fears is the first step towards creating a fuller, more satisfying life. And the best way to do that is to talk about it, create space for it, connect with people that you could share that with. And it can be really, really incredibly empowering for you. All right. So now let's talk about the fat burning. Oh, there's a little baby deer. (laughs) I'm just looking out my window and there's such a cute little deer. Um, Let's talk about the fat burning blend. So I love making my own essential oil blends. I'm a huge, huge huge supporter of doTERRA. I am not affiliated with doTERRA. I used to be for a very long time and, but I love their oils. Uh, absolutely love them and I've used them for so long. I also love the products by Dr. Schultz, herbdoc.com. And that's H E R B D O C.com. And I use his, a lot of tinctures like cayenne pepper tincture, the tooth and gum tincture, his deep tissue tincture. I mix it with a lot of essential oils. But one of my favorite combinations of essential oils, fat burning. The reason why I love doTERRA is because I know where how they make their essential oils. I trust them. Very, very um, transparent company, authentic, genuine. They don't use fillers in their essential oils, and that's a very common practice in the essential oil industry. They also don't use alcohol to distill their essential oils, which is another common practice. So it's either hydro distillation, steam distillation, either using water or steam, and it's a safe and effective take internally. So a good thing too is like, I'm very well versed in the molecular formula of essential oils and how they compare different medications. A lot of times, if you don't believe it it works, then that of course, just exactly what we're teaching and talking about here is the biology of belief. If you don't believe it, then the cells don't really align with responding, but essential oils do work very effectively. And if you haven't tried them already, you absolutely should. So one of my favorite, favorite blends is the fat burning blend. I put it in a pump. So not a big fan of roller bottles, although I have a ton. I like to use pumps or dropper bottles instead. And so I, um, the combination for fat burning essential oil blend is cypress oil and geranium oil. Actually, grapefruit oil and geranium oil. Now I use Cypress in my last one because Cypress is really good for cellulite. That's why I said it. I was thinking, wait a second, that's not right. Um, You can throw in your Cypress oil into that blend, but grapefruit and geranium are the two oils that you should be using. Grapefruit oil is the fat burning oil. It's a citrus oil, really good to uplift your mood if you wanna drink it. It will also burn fat on the inside if you're drinking it. But you could just literally use grapefruit oil topically and it is so good for burning the fat cells. And then use the geranium oil as a skin tightening blend. 
that's a flower oil so it's really good for any sort of skin imperfections dark spots regenerating cellular growth for the skin um, if you have scars if you have um, scar tissue that's really good if you want to brighten lighten the skin but i like that on the thighs the fat burning areas so i say like two fingers below the belly button i've had five kids so i know what that's like um and my first son my first baby born was a c-section and then i did four v-backs after that and for those who don't know what that is that's a vaginal birth after cesarean and so yeah using that blend topically is fantastic some people have sensitivity to grapefruit out in the sun so i wouldn't put it all over and then go sit and bake out in the sun but um i use it every single day i use that blend from the neck down i can use it on your breasts as well if you have stretch marks on the sides of your boobs um on your tummy on your back on your hips and then of course, anything that has to do with fat, you guys, I'm always going to recommend that you look at your eating lifestyle. So bread, meat, and dairy. <laughs> what are you eating that's contributing to your fat buildup? And I guarantee that if you start to just become aware of what are you eating, how much meat are you eating every day? Dairy and gluten are huge. I say dairy and sugar at the top of the list. And sometimes it's just the little changes here and there that we need to make that our body responds so quickly to. So eating more fruits and vegetables throughout the day than any other food. Um, and then what are you eating first thing in the morning? So if you're drinking coffee, all good. Um, I used to be like so against coffee, but I say it's better than eating dairy, meat, sugar, and gluten first thing in the morning. I say wait until about 10, 30, 11 to have your first full meal and then start using that fat burning blend. We're already, can you guys believe it? We're already almost into February and it's been a full month since I started this podcast. I've had almost 200 listeners on here. It's been really exciting for me. Um, and plus I love recording podcasts more than I do live videos. So I just, I find my voice so sexy and soothing. Um, and I think that um, it's really, really a fun way for me to connect with you. And also a fun way to me to, uh, fun way for me to share all the really incredible stuff I'm learning. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. For those who've been listening to the last five podcasts and have been hanging on with me, I so very much appreciate you. Always love your feedback. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover, I feel like there's hundreds and thousands of topics. I almost want to do a podcast every single day because there's so much to talk about. Um, yeah, let me know. I love feedback. I've always got a question on every single podcast. You can comment on my question. You can answer it, what you liked, what you didn't like. Feedback, where you felt like it was helpful. Maybe things that are working for you as well. So make sure to share this. And um, if you'd like to write a review, I would love that. And you guys... Stay amazing as usual. I love you so much and I will see you either on my live video on Monday, which happens to be tomorrow or Friday, or I will be here next Sunday for another great podcast. Love you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Bye.